Hi there, welcome to Writing into the Unknown. My name is Christina. And my name is Monica. And today we're going to be talking about personalities and what we can learn about ourselves by understanding our personality and how it can help us build better relationships as a result and really help us in all aspects of life, really. So to begin, um, I wanted to talk about the different types of personality tests that are out there. And if you've delved into this world at all, you may well know the 16 personalities website that is also popular in this realm and also known as the Myers-Briggs test. It talks about 16 different personalities, as the name says, and it divides the personalities between extroversion or introversion. I'll go into what they all are in a second. It also talks about uh, sensing and intuition, and then it divides uh, thinking and feeling, and lastly, it, it splits judging and respecting. So, Moni, I wanted to begin by asking you what you think you are in these in these different personalities and, yeah, how your journey has been in terms of getting yourself better, getting to know yourself better. Yeah, so in terms of the personalities, um, there is a 16 personalities test online and I've done this quite a couple of times um, and I've always gotten sort of the same one where I might jump into another one. Um, I feel like I would like to do it again just because I actually feel like I'm more extroverted than introverted now that I think about it. Like I definitely get more energy when I'm around people than when I'm by myself, but I definitely love being by myself. So I probably is like a, maybe like a 60-40 or like a 55-45 type of split for more extroverted um, but I've always gotten, if you guys go on the 16 personalities test, I've always gotten the defender, which is ISFG. Um, and the little description says, very dedicated and warm protectors, always ready to defend their loved ones. So that's the one that I got. I feel like I want to do it again. I'll do it really quickly on the background. But Chris, what, what's your one? I mean, it's quite a long one, so I don't want you to get distracted. You can do it another time if you want. But um, okay. I wanted to add as well that it's very interesting in terms of personality, because this is something I want to cover as well further along in the episode today, that basically there's also this personality myth, like, are we meant to be a certain way until the day that we die or is there room for us to grow, change, alter our personalities in any way throughout the course of our lives? And basically what I've noticed since doing the test, the very start, the very first time I remember doing the test, I was maybe still a teenager. I got the logistician. So that's very similar to the defender, I think. Um, let me look it up. So the logistician is ISTJ. So that is one letter different from the defender, which is a T instead of an F, so thinking instead of feeling. So we've got introversion, sensing, thinking, and judging for a logistician. And mm. that's what I but got when I was, pardon? You said they were the, the exact same, but the other one's feeling, the other one's thinking. Yeah, what I just said was the logistician. Yeah, so the one that I got when I was a teenager. And then over the course of my life, I've tried to do the test so many times. And because of 
always been so proactive or so interested and fascinated about personalities and self-development I feel that while trying to get better at some areas that I'm not naturally good at or that I think I'm not naturally good at I feel that that has enabled my personality um, attributes to sort of overlap a little bit more so for example when I was in school I was very very shy very introverted you know kept to myself etc but then as I've grown older there's certain environments where I feel very extroverted and very talkative and I would like to be the center of attention etc for example when I was traveling on my own I kept like making friends because I feel that also has to do with just wanting to connect with people because you're traveling on your own so you seek that connection a bit more than you would otherwise and many other uh, scenarios as well whenever I feel confident and comfortable I feel way more extroverted than when I feel insecure and you know not in a great mood I feel like I just want to retreat and gain energy so at the present moment I define myself as an introvert Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time, I just would say that I'm an ambivert because I can be very extroverted at times and quite enjoy my alone time and really take great joy from it other times. So it really would depend on what I am, what it is that I'm going through. So this begs the question as to is personality fixed? Can we have different types of personalities or you know can it change over the course of our lives um same same with a lot of the other attributes actually so I've gone on and talked about introversion extroversion blah 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 those are the most the easiest ones to understand but I'll go quickly and read some uh, definitions from the Myers-Briggs website so that if you're listening um to the episode today and you don't really know what these mean then you'll be able to get a better idea and then maybe do the test yourself and see if those apply to you because just to add as well on the logistician one um I did get the defender for many years you did did get the defender for a long time and then I go I used to get um let me see what do you resonate with most this is the thing I feel like the logistician I I relate to a bit but it's too rigid Mm -hmm. for my liking um, yep. And then the defender is maybe too feeling. <laughs> Where am I like? I feel like we can then, get a mix. Yeah, I yeah. feel that's what I mean. Maybe I'm not to be just the one. I used to get the advocate quite a lot as well. So I think maybe I'm in between. So I'm definitely judging. And I think I'm more introverted than extroverted. Um, but sometimes I've got in the executive or protagonist. But if you look at the website, you'll understand what I'm talking about. So. Yeah. This is the 16 personalities website. Now, going on to the Myers-Briggs um, website, we can understand where these terms come from. So as we've mentioned, extroversion, introversion talks about our world. Do we focus more on our outer world or our inner world? And I feel like this is the easiest one to sort of comprehend because it's very present in our popular culture. We, we think of like, oh, there's such an introvert, like they're always reading books or always hiding away or they're so extroverted. They're the life of the party. They're always talking, talking. Those are sort of stereotypes of what they mean, but that's far from the rea- reality of these terms themselves. I find that 
extroversion can be understood by imagining someone who gets energy while being with other people, surrounded by people. And introversion can be more of someone who gets energy, recharges by yeah. being on their own by themselves. Have you, so, do you ever feel this as an ambivert? I watched this, I watched a video and I feel like I could really, you feel too extroverted for the introverts and you feel introverted for the extroverts type of thing. Yeah, it's it's true. And yeah. many times when I do this test, my percentage, because it's obviously a spectrum, it's not you're definitely one or you're definitely the other. So maybe I get 46% or maybe 52%, you know, on introversion. And it will depend every time that I do the test because it will depend on how I'm feeling in that particular moment. And I, I totally agree with what, I totally identify with what you just said. There's also different terms uh, such as introverted extrovert and mm. I'm going to google it just now and extroverted introvert so introverted um I think yeah it's quite like um let's see what I know so for example there's a definition here online and an introverted extrovert is termed as an outgoing person who gains energy in people's company but still displays certain traits of introversion this is an introverted extrovert maybe that's um, the opposite. And then what is the other one? Extroverted, introvert. I think I might be an extroverted introvert, you know? An extroverted introvert. Yeah. They're also sometimes called ambiverts. By the way, yeah. guess what one I got? Oh, you just do, did you do the whole thing now? That was really fast. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go yeah. for it. Did you go yeah, the, yes. the, oh, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. You're saying you're an extrovert, so let me check the. This the list. is so different from the other one. And um, wait, so, what was the letters of the um defender? Pardon. What was the, the letter? Defender is ISFJ. So I think you will be. From what you're telling me, you're going to be an E, and then you're going to be maybe an N actually, and then FJ. So that is the protagonist. I've got that. Before. How? How? Did How I did you get that? How? Did I actually guess it? How? <laughs> How? We've just got this telepathy going. How on. did you know that? How did you know that? Wait, what's the N again? Um. Oh, intuitive. I feel like lately you've been getting more in touch with your intuitive side. Oh, one hundred percent. Different forms of creativity. I think. Can I say something with regards to what you were saying earlier? I think our personalities change one hundred percent in terms of like, in a period of our life, we might be more like. I was I could relate to the defender personality so much and that was definitely me but now looking at this I'm definitely more of a protagonist like now instead of like say overthinking a plan like oh should I go to this should I not I'll probably just like I'm more of like an action I mean that's not what intuitive is but I'm a lot more like just trust my gut and do something yeah that's what it, it as is opposed to it. yeah as in as opposed to like sit there and be like oh should I do this which is what I definitely felt when I was a defender personality. So I definitely think throughout like periods of our life, we change. Um, like, it's not like I'm going to stay protagonist my whole life. Like I might go back to defender, you know what I mean? But it's just like at this moment in time, I definitely feel like this is the one that I, I am. So do you want to guess my percentages? And also I did this a little bit quick, but I did feel yeah. like, 
it was you know because I wasn't like fully thinking like I was listening to you plus That's doing okay. it but I feel that also this test if you do do it at home or wherever you happen to be for those of you listening it doesn't have to be really thought through like you just have to answer whatever your gut tells you as well like you shouldn't spend 10 yeah. minutes just answering each, each question so Definitely. the way the test works if you haven't come across it before is basically um just a series of questions and you would say i think it's you have to say i, I agree strongly agree or strongly disagree or yeah whatever. so there's like six there's seven little circles and there's on the one side there's like agree and on the other there's disagree so bang on in the middle is neutral and like the opposite ends is like strongly agree strongly disagree and it's probably better that you have more of like the opposite ends yeah. I mean obviously if you feel neutral about everything that's fine but like it gives you a better idea of what one you're more on like if you go neutral 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 it's just a bit hard yeah I think that's one of the tip the advice that the website gives you not to choose many that are neutral or try not to yeah I didn't pick any that were neutral Um, but yeah that's fine so before I guess your percentages I mean that's going to be hard I'm not going to have that level of I know but um, I wanted to explain what sensing and intuition mean because you were sort of just discussing it just now so that's basically how we deal with information and how we focus our energy on on that information so do we like to interpret it and add meaning to it or um like do we focus more on physical physical reality or do we look more to patterns and think about um a problem than doing it like hands-on so let let me let me read some examples maybe that will make more sense so this is a person who would be more sensing so some of the things that they maybe thinking is I remember events as snapshots of what actually happened I solve problems by working through facts until I understand the problem I am pragmatic and look to the bottom line and I start with facts and then form a big picture um, then we've got intuition some of the statements that would generally apply to someone who's more intuitive would be I remember events by what I read between the lines about their meaning I solve problems by leaping between different ideas and possibilities. I am interested in doing things that are new and different. I like to see the big picture, then find out the facts. So do you mm. find yourself more, ident- you identify more with the intuition now that I've said these statements? Money. Yeah, definitely. It's weird because I feel like before I was a lot more sensing um, for sure which is why I think that's the defender personality, like more observant and more sensing um, and, and the things you described, whereas I feel like now I'm on the other side. Exactly. And I think also because when you are more outgoing and you're more the center of attention, you obviously lose some of that opportunity to be on the outside looking in that observer mm, to really judge what is happening around the situation so obviously that makes more sense even though like extroversion and intuition are not directly linked yeah they're not directly like that but I definitely feel like when you're more around people you're more likely to just like trust your gut and like know like you're in your head like say someone wants to go out and you're around people and you in your heart you're like okay I don't want to go out you can make that decision instead of like observe 
and like decide if that makes sense like you make it more of like what the vibe is around like quickly like that like you I guess that's sensing but like no I feel like sensing is more like observing I didn't really get your, just like, your example actually okay I'm just trying to sorry that was probably a really bad example so for sensing is more like paying attention to facts like instead of looking out to the possibilities around you it's more like factual you know like what is actually there maybe you could so say can you give me an example um let's think um i think sensing people are guided more by their own experience mm. and then intuition is more about the possibilities perhaps does that make sense right that makes so much so much sense so you think more about the future than you think about the past with intuitive yeah whereas sensing you think more about the past and the present and you learn from your so sensing is think about the present and the past and you're more like oh from your experiences this is how i'm acting in this situation yeah Whereas maybe intuitive is more like present and future of what could be of like this is and you're maybe leaping more around different options yeah i think at the moment i'm definitely at this moment in time i'm definitely more intuitive i feel that um but i definitely know that like maybe a couple months ago or even like a year ago i was a lot more observant i mean i still am observant for sure but I feel like now I'm a lot just more like present future type of thing. Yeah. I think yeah. it's good to have a balance. And for example, by us undergoing so many different creative things, like this podcast, for instance, I have felt a, a, a sort of shift in my creativeness and my <laughs> intuition. Yeah. I feel like, way you know, more like... For instance, at the beginning, I was way more uptight. Also, because it's like the uncertainty of it all. I don't really mm. know what's happening. And I would try and just make sure that everything was like ready. I would get like really anxious. Like when we released our first episode, I was like, oh, this, is, this doesn't sound good, blah, blah, blah. Whereas now we just release an episode and, you know, people. Yeah, we're quite intuitive, right? In it's, very, it's very just like go with the flow. We'll try maybe talk about this thing we'll go in another one it has less of a structure we're we're going more with the flow whereas before especially me like you know you you were you were always perhaps more let's go with the flow but I was very much okay we need to make sure that this is has like a elaborate plan um which I think goes more into judging and prospecting which I also want to talk about in a second judging and prospecting okay um yeah so Judging and prospecting. Uh, did you say you're judging as well, Money? Because I'm definitely judging. In this yes, world. I am judging. Okay. Uh, so judging, for those listening, does not mean you're a judgmental person. That is <laughs> a misconception. So judging is more about how you, well, both of them, judging and, and prospecting is with regards to your decision making, right? How yeah. do you structure your life? And basically um 
I think like I'm a huge planner and sometimes I want to give myself more space to be spontaneous but deep down I love having my to-do list I love having my diary and like things to do I'm quite task oriented I like to get my work done like sometimes when I cooking I like to even wash my dishes before I eat my food because then I'm gonna feel too lazy to wash my dishes and then my food yeah. gets cold but like my dishes are washed and yeah, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> um so it's like very organized in that sense and perceiving is more when you're like open and like you just go with the flow see what happens it's more casual this is um prospecting yeah or perceiving okay you said perce- okay perceiving slash perspective yeah it's the same um and then actually I do feel sometimes that I'm a little perceiving because here it says that I work in bursts of energy and I feel like I'm like that a lot of the time instead of just mm-hmm. sitting down and like doing a task I just sit down like do a lot of work and then I won't do work for a long time or like procrastinate really badly I for example um here it says I am stimulated by an approaching deadline which is so true when there's an approaching deadline I work so well under the pressure whereas if I have a deadline in like a month I'll probably start doing it like three days before which is bad and my my mm-hmm. organization skills want to prevent me from doing that and I'm getting better but yeah that, that is like my first instinct mm-hmm. and I think we talked about it in our perfectionism uh crippling perfectionism episodes the link between wanting to make something so great that you don't even allow yourself to do it and then you only do it last minute because there's no alternative but that's I feel like that kind of reminds me of the observant like the perfectionism because it's more like you're observing for example your work and you're like constantly analyzing it and then you don't actually allow yourself to maybe I think that's a it's an incorrect link not incorrect sorry but I maybe think one... it, it maybe applies to you, but I wouldn't say like observing means being a perfectionist or. Oh, no, no, no. It's not, it's not a direct link. Perfectionist. Not a direct link at all. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm yeah. still a perfectionist and I'm more intuitive. Yeah. Do you want to guess the percentage? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I totally forgot. So, yeah. in terms of extroversion, I mean, I'm going to say it's quite, I was going to say quite tight, but then you were saying like how extroverted you are. Maybe it's like 71. Right. You're going to absolutely get every single one of these right. I already sense it. What? 75% extroverted. extroverted. (laughs) That's crazy. I almost got it. Yeah, I was going to say 72, but I was like, let's go down a bit. Yeah, Um, I was kind of shook by this one because I thought I was an ambivert. But it can still be like the test is not all defining, you know, it's just a test. Yeah, it's it's definitely not all defining. And as we said, we're constantly changing. I feel like I do, in a way, I agree with this one for me right now. Um, but as I said, I could be completely different next month. It's just like, because we need to remember for this test, it's how I'm feeling at this moment in time, which can be completely different to how I could be feeling in a week's time at the same day, at the same day at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I did the test with my, how I'm thinking right now, which is different every single day with some of the questions. Do you know what I mean, Chris? Yeah. 
so like it's not like I thought for a second I was like "Mm, what one should I put I just went for it and put what one I just felt like resonated with me at this moment in time but anyway yes so 75% extroverted and 25 introverted so that's the mind that's this trait determines how we interact with our environment the next one is energy so this trait shows where we direct our mental energy so what percentage split do you think for this one and which one is this sorry energy so this is intuitive or observant intuitive or sensing or sense well yes sensing slash observant okay um so you got more intuition and maybe it's going to be a high one again but let's go for like 64 right can you see my screen right now (laughs) right guys what is going on right now what is going on 62 (laughs) percent intuitive 38 percent observant oh my god that's crazy (laughs) next one so nature this trait determines how we make decisions and cope with emotions so we have thinking and feeling so this is the one that i haven't described yet and yeah you're right it talks about um how we make decisions so Mm -hmm. some examples before i go into your um percentages thinking is more of someone who enjoys technical and scientific fields where logic is important not necessarily but most of the time and it is tied to that and someone who notices inconsistencies someone who looks for logical explanations or solutions to to almost everything which is me like (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's you at all money but I'm literally always thinking like this has a logical explanation and a lot of things don't you know um I'm not as much like that actually I think it depends with what, though. I think it yeah, depends. Of course. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, can seem too task oriented, uncaring, or indifferent. I mean, those are some of the negatives. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then the other ones? Much like that. Then feeling is more of people and communications orientations, like you were saying before, you're very people oriented. Mm-hmm. Then someone who's concerned with harmony and nervous when it is missing, which yeah I feel like I am very thinking in many things because I'm very logical but then I I really like harmony and being diplomatic making sure that everyone gets along it's a bit of a a bit in in the middle here but I would say yeah because the same with me because I do a STEM degree and I my whole degree is like logic and maths and physics and all that, that kind of stuff there's not as much feeling um aspects I feel and I really enjoy that but now I feel like I'm leaning more towards things that involve more feeling like community engagement and things that involve more people as opposed to technical aspects of the field and calculations which I think comes more into the thinking aspect but I really do enjoy the calculations and the theory but I feel like I just enjoy say things that regard helping people directly whether that's community engagement or having meetings with clients where I can see what their issue is and help them directly in that way um yeah hopefully that makes sense but yeah it makes sense and we don't have to choose 
one or the other. As I said, it's a spectrum. It doesn't mean, oh, you're, you're only feeling. That means, you know, maybe you're too idealistic, mushy, or indirect. <laughs> but no, it doesn't mean that. Like, I think mean? of myself as being quite thinking, but I don't think I'm uncaring. Like, I'm the opposite. Yeah. So what do you think the split is for this one for me? So for you, I think you're very feeling. <laughs> Definitely, 100%. So I don't want to say like 80s, but maybe 80. So are high. you 80? 80% feeling? That's too high. Um, 80%. 80%. Okay. So on this one, you were a little bit off. Time. was it like 60 69 it was 66 percent okay 66 percent feeling and 34 percent uh thinking which yeah I think it makes more sense like I am feeling but I'm not like super 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 feeling yeah do you know what I mean like you wouldn't um, cry if you saw a video of two dogs like- no 100 I wouldn't cry <laughs> at that like I do get emotional like my friend today was talking to me and something hit deep and I started crying and I was like, whoa, do you know what I mean? So yeah, um, probably uh, my feelings come out more if I'm comfortable, depending on the environment, but then I'm a lot more thinking depending yeah. on my environment as well. And my logical side will come out very clearly. So I think yeah. this is something that I've been introspecting about over the past few weeks or months or whatever. And it's the fact that I come across as such a logical person to break. Thinking. Like Christina is always like speaking to friends. They're like, "Oh, Christina's always like, like she's always doing stuff. Like, like go get her, blah blah blah. Like she's always bossing it, etc." I mean, thank you. <laughs> <to everyone. laughs> um, I'm just giving myself compliments. <laughs> um, nice but choice. at the same time there is a vulnerable person behind all of this you know and yeah. I've just realized recently that I don't allow myself to be vulnerable enough because a lot of the time I am the friend whose shoulder to cry on I'm the is it your defense mechanism no listen so I'm trying to explain it so um I'm the friend who always is giving out advice I'm the friend who like listens to your problems blah 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 but then when it comes to me talking about my problems I feel like maybe maybe it is a defense mechanism but I feel like I struggle to do that more often than not and it might be really everything ties back to childhood I think but being the elder sister I've always felt that I had this I don't like the word pressure but I had this perhaps role to play to be like the tough sibling that I was there for everybody else etc and yeah I I've just recently started to realize that with people who I'm really close to I've started to open up a bit more and sometimes like I have so much bottled up I don't even realize it and I can cry for the randomest things like mm-hmm. um before I used to be proud of myself for not crying about stuff. I'm like, oh no, I never cry, I never cry. Like, there's nothing wrong with crying. So there's nothing wrong with crying. Like, I actively cry. Yeah, but I don't and it find feels great. it feels great though. It feels so good. Like yeah. sometimes I cry for no reason, and then I'm like, oof. But it feels so good after crying. Like it's like, oh, 
like I'm sure there was something bottled up but then like I let it out and I'm like oh like it, it just feels great it's like some people take it out in different ways like some people get angry and they shout and that's how they get their their things that they're bottled up inside of them out some people hit things some people cry some people close themselves in a shell like different people have different ways of dealing with things closing yourself in a shell perhaps isn't letting it out (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) some other people journal you know what I mean like there's different mechanisms personally I feel like I'm probably more um of I need to tell someone about my problems and like let it out and then if I need to cry I cry but then I don't hold on to something for like a long time like I just like to just if something's like weighing me down like I'll just say boom 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 and then I'll just like not not shouting or anything but just like get out my chest and then like it just goes away type of thing um I feel like that's how I like to deal with it or sometimes I, I get very rational with myself and I start being my own therapist in my head. And I'm like, yes, but why are you thinking this way? And where's it coming from? And is it your childhood traumas? Or is it the past? Or is it this person? Or where is this actually originating from? And how can you deal with this? And can you see the patterns? And can you make the links? And maybe, you know, you think it's one thing, but then it's actually the other. I was, I mean, I'm not going to talk about this on the podcast, but basically I was talking to a friend and say they thought that the issue was coming from a certain person, but it was actually coming from another person and they didn't directly see that because we often think like, say we have a childhood trauma, for example, we might think, oh, it was because of like this thing that happened to me back then, but it might be an issue that happened like with another person sorry I'm being mega mega vague but say for example you think you have an issue with your um auntie right I'm just gonna say random example so you have an issue with your auntie and your whole life you think oh I have this trauma because of my auntie but then when you actually think about it very very deep it's actually your uncle your really calm peaceful uncle you actually have an issue with and it's crazy that we don't realize these things. Sorry, I, I feel like I've went off on a tangent, but sometimes we're not aware of where our like traumas and things come from. And we might not think, oh, it's coming from this person, but actually it might. So we just need to like be aware, or as I said, like, well, I haven't said, but for example, talk to a therapist or talk to a friend who might be able to provide like an unbiased perspective if you're close enough, obviously um on on different issues sorry I don't know how I came about talking about yeah, this I, I was a, I was struggled a little bit to, to understand your example just because it was too vague like you said but I think I'm getting the gist of it like just thinking it's someone else's um influence that's making you feel miserable perhaps and then it turns out to be somebody else but going back to what you were saying with what were you saying just now about right your own therapist yeah I think that I that I feel similarly to you when I was going through the issues with like finding a place to live and just like lots of random things I always downplay it I'm like oh it's not that big a deal like I've been through this before like I always you know I always manage to get through it and it is a challenge but you just fight through it but I 
I guess that in a way is bottling up emotions because I'm just not allowing myself to fully be upset at the fact that I have instability in my life that you know my situation is not the best etc so how do you deal with it that's the thing like a lot of the time I was just like it's fine like whenever I remember I was looking for places to live and then um the landlord or the things like felt the the uh flat searching what fell through multiple times and I was just getting really frustrated I just kind of like didn't really I was just like no it's fine like just keep going no problem but then I didn't realize that actually that was making me not feel good like I had to address the fact that yes I was disappointed I had worked hard to so you did feel bad so so eventually like I spoke to a friend and I just cried and it was fine okay that's good because I because I a lot of the time I'm just oh yeah you're good you're so strong just keep going but I'm also a human being and I have feelings I'm maybe thinking for a little bit and then what happens with that is it drags on isn't it instead of like so say for example you're saying you have the issue with the flat right and you're kind of in a denial phase you're like oh it's fine it's okay that's sort of being in denial so then you carry on you carry on but then you're sort of like carrying something on with you as opposed to like releasing it and forgetting about it and being like yes I'm mega mega disappointed I feel like shit and letting it go and telling a friend and opening up then you're like Whew. it is a huge way to it up and then you feel great and you're like ah now I can move on like I have accepted the situation and I'm disappointed but I'm going to like continue with it but at least you're not carrying this like false ideal view of like Oh, everything's fine because you know inside it's not it's and not you're fine because like, you care about it inside, yeah right? exactly um so I think yeah it's really important but it's very difficult especially if you're not used to it to open up it's very 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 difficult I think, I think that's why you need to find more, people you can trust definitely but I think some people naturally or whether that's through work or just naturally or through the good relationships that they have with people some people are much more comfortable to open up than others That's like some true. people they find it very 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 difficult and I think this can come back to personality types for example as I as we said I'm 66 percent feeling so I feel very comfortable I think expressing how I feel like I have no way about it if that makes sense for example today like I opened up to my friend and I told her how I felt and I didn't feel a sense of like judgment from her or like scared to open up about how I felt and you know that's my friend but even if I was talking to my line manager like I would feel comfortable enough to say I'm not feeling good right now like I'm I'm going through this I'm going through that or even like someone I'm I've just met and they see that my face is upset and they clearly see that I'm not happy I can't be like yeah I'm just not having a good day because this happened and you know what I mean I agree Um, with you in the sense that yes it could be attributed to personality types but I also think it comes down to have you done the inner work because it can be very hard to open up if you don't know how to open up if you don't know how to vocalize or even label your feelings if you don't know that a certain if you put a name to a feeling it's so much easier to process it so essentially if you 
never done it before, if you've never spent time introspecting and thinking about your problems that you're constantly avoiding them by being with friends or spending them listening to music instead of listening to your own thoughts in your head, then it's really difficult for you to do that. And I've met people who are very thinking and they haven't, they don't have the vocabulary to express themselves with emotions, but it may not be solely because that's the way they are. It's also because they haven't felt or they haven't discovered that there is a possibility to express yourself like that. And they might not see the benefits of it as well. Exactly. Think, oh, well, Definitely. I've never done it. So what's the point? Like, I'm actually going to feel worse off. Like someone's going to judge me or someone's going to like laugh at me. I'm just going to keep it to myself. I and think that's one of the things. I just wanted to add um, very, very good point you made. I think another really important thing is, as you said, doing the inner work, talking to yourself or talking to a friend. And I think a big, big part personally for me is slowly peeling off the layers and opening up and the more response like positive feedback or positive responses that I got out of opening up and knowing how good it felt I was like oh this is actually great and I feel so much more open to people and much more like like oh like a like a weight lifted off in terms of like, oh, no one can judge me because I feel so comfortable with my emotions, if that makes sense. Like if yeah. someone's going to judge me for like crying or for feeling this way, like I've already accepted myself being in that state. Like I fully accept myself crying or being upset or going through this, going through that. Like if someone's going to judge me, I'm okay with that because I've accepted it. But it also comes from getting such positive responses time and time again. Um, like in the past when I have opened up and, and, and that, being like, hear you, like I'm listening to you type of thing. That goes back to having people you can trust because if you're opening to someone, imagine you have a estranged, what's the word? estranged relationship with your mother, for example, and you don't really get along and you're trying to explain how you're feeling to, to her, but she doesn't get you starts perhaps judging. I mean, I hope this is not the case, <laughs> but it can happen, you know, your mother, any other type of uh, relative or maybe someone, you know, et cetera. And this can really make you, if it's the first time that you're opening up, this can make you feel perpetually terrified of opening up again. Yeah, more closed off. And that's why it's obviously helpful to confide in someone that you trust. But also, it's always going to be a painful process at the start because mm-hmm. you're going to, if, if you're not used to facing your demons, if you want to call them like that, or facing yeah. your um, things that, in your head that you haven't addressed and that are weighing on, down on you. Like, for example, like imagine you're working at a job that you don't enjoy and then you don't want to sit with yourself to realize, like, what do I want to do with my life? Because that's too scary like too uncertain like at least this one pays the bills even though I don't really like it or maybe I want to get rid of that toxic friend but like they're there we have a great time I don't really want to face like having to tell them that I want to be friends with them anymore because that's just inconvenient uncomfortable yeah you know even though that might not be good for you something like that so I just wanted to say what percentage I think we can wrap that up and then go into the next section so the one that I had left was prospecting and judging Judging. so I so judging and I'm gonna say yes 
I wanted to add, so this one, this section is called tactics. So this trait reflects our approach to work, planning and decision-making. So now go on. Yeah, so I think I went too high when I was like 80 for feeling. So mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to get any 80s or above. Okay. That's like too extreme. I think you're quite judging, but right. I'm, I'm inclined to say 70s, 60s. I'll go okay. for a high 60 because 70 might be quite high. So I'm going to go for like 68% judging. Right. Can you please get out of the room? Can you please leave the room right this second? Can you do me a favor? Can I get it back on? <laughs> Literally. And, and I really liked your thinking as well. You were like between 70 and 60. It's like so you logical. gave it a bit of estimation. <laughs> That's crazy. Yes, 68% judging and 32% (laughs) reflecting. That's kind of mad. That's That's literally mad. Oh, I just know you too well. That's crazy. Okay, the last (laughs) one. Have you got it there as well? Identity. This trait underpins all others, showing how confident we are in our abilities and decisions. So this one is only one that is on the 16 personalities. It's not present on the Myers-Briggs website, but this talks about turbulence or what is the other one assurance no assurance. assertive assertiveness yeah and um it talks about how sure you are of your own abilities i would say mm-hmm. um for mine i normally get turbulence <laughs> um, yeah. i think you did you also get turbulence Monique? what what do you think my percentage is but it's more turbulence isn't it yes yeah um, I'm gonna be kind, and I'm not gonna say that it's very high. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you looked at me a bit weird, so maybe you're like, "Oh my god, it's so high." <laughs> but no, you're a confident gal. Um, let's go for fifty-seven percent turbulent. Uh, very, very close. I got sixty-one percent turbulent. Okay, thirty-nine percent assertive. Uh, so what it says here on sixteen personalities, it says where assertive individuals tend to be calm, relaxed, and free from worry. Turbulent types are more likely to be self-conscious, perfectionist, concerned about their abilities or about how others perceive them. I think part of me, like in certain situations, I um, in certain scenarios, like I'm more assertive. For example, um, like for example, today I was at the gym and I felt myself being assertive for some reason. Like I literally just thought to myself, wow, I feel so, like, I feel like I'm at home. Like I feel so confident and comfortable being at the gym. Like I know what I'm doing. Like I have no doubts about what I'm doing, if that makes sense. Um, Like if someone came up to me and said, oh, you're doing this wrong. I'd be like, oh, that's fine. Like I want to learn, but I wouldn't feel like insecure about it. If that makes sense. Like I wouldn't doubt me doing an exercise because I'm not sure how to do it or I wouldn't not be confident leading a session for example in the gym um like I think I've definitely developed that confidence um and then maybe other aspects perhaps in work I might feel more I might start questioning my abilities and get the whole perfectionism and think am I actually good at doing this job like am I actually um, the best person for this job and, and start having the more turbulent type um, and maybe just also my personality like I think it depends with who I'm with but a lot of the times 
when I'm with someone who's like super, super, super positive, I to myself think, oh, wow, I'm actually really negative. But when I'm with someone who's like a bit more negative, I feel like, wow, I'm so positive. It's kind of weird. Maybe that's what happens when I'm talking to you, Money. You're such a ray of sunshine. I'm like, oh, I'm the Grinch. <laughs> no, but like, because um, for example, like, I just have certain scenarios where I'm thinking like, wow, this person is so positive. And then I think, wow, I'm actually like the pessimistic one. Or other times where I'm thinking someone's like a bit pessimistic and they're always talking about the negatives. And I'm thinking, oh, no, but think of like the nice things and the nice blah, blah. But I think it, like it just maybe it's just our contrasting thing, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And um, as you said, it's also to do with confidence. So at the gym, you've done it enough that you feel confident because you have dedicated enough time to and yes. years, you know, to going and mastering certain moves, certain workouts, etc at work you're brand new so it's natural to feel a little bit self-conscious and when it comes to because now we talk about the word perfectionism and now perfectionism has more negative connotations for me than it does positive but that's not necessarily that doesn't have to be the case I feel like at work for example I was making this poster um this is for like some outreach stuff like not related to my role but it was for November so because it's the month of November we're like fundraising um money for events health and basically I was making this poster and I'm just very perfectionistic like I just want things to look like really good and um yeah I was just like kept making it and one of my colleagues the one I'm working on with it like I think she's even more perfectionistic than me or maybe (gasps) actually because it's her job like I'm just doing this as a voluntary thing oh is she a graphics person uh she's like well I don't I can't I'm not gonna say (laughs) but uh the person I'm, uh, I'm working with um basically they're in charge of doing like all of the stuff yeah I, I think I could say I'm not going to say the name but like more like communication stuff etc and mm-hmm. um yeah basically like getting back to me repeatedly like oh we can fix this we can fix that and I was just like gosh I think I'm perfectionistic like they're literally like I have to I have <laughs> had to make five different versions of this freaking poster <laughs> like <laughs> um, oh my god and I get no. I I love it I love making positive stuff and I was like this is a bit too much even for me and that was like an interesting contrast like you what you were mentioning before you know about being yeah do you know what I was thinking sorry I'm gonna call Omar out right now but like basically he was working on something and he literally made like 30 drafts like if that's not perfectionism I don't know what is like because you just remembered me you were like oh yeah I made five drafts like that and I was thinking this guy stayed until like sorry this is maybe too much information (laughs) like until half one to do like this thing and I was like oh my goodness and Um, I think that's what we're realizing through the podcast is about choosing because perfectionism isn't useful if it's taking over other parts it's like the Pareto principle in the 80-20 rule like 20% of the work is going to give 80% of the results if you're going to spend five hours fixing a tiny thing and it's going to produce like 0.01 of the outcome is it worth it obviously not so with the podcast I feel like before we spend so much time editing the arms and as of our speech when we were um actually like editing the the audio and then other times I mean I still spend quite a lot of time making the posters but I'm trying to be more like okay this looks good let's just upload it instead of like spending hours on end because I can do that yeah you want to have a level of like 
a level of quality yeah. and know that you're not just going to be like here picture text text post like not like that you have to have some sort of threshold of quality but once you've reached that quality and you're trying to be super meticulous and look at the small details that's when it's like okay is it actually worth it to spend this much time I definitely had that sort of issue when I was doing some of the presentations that I'm doing for work like I wanted every single picture to like line up and all the tasks to be like lined up at the same space and distance because like every single thing had to be like that um and I don't know if that's like the threshold of quality or if that's actually like perfectionism <laughs> I struggled to to uh to differentiate between whether if I didn't do these things it would still be good quality or if I didn't do them it wouldn't do you know what I mean yeah so. sometimes no it's true sometimes it is hard to tell and that's perhaps what is the differentiator that pushes us to keep trying and improving because we're like what if this makes it so much better and even though it doesn't like maybe you'd only find yeah. after you've done it um but yeah we're reaching the end of the podcast there's so much more I wanted to talk about like we talked about the 16 personalities the Myers-Briggs personality test but there's also yeah. many other tests that are out there there's yeah. the Enneagram personality test Enneagram, uh, yeah, that's so the the Enneagram. have you done it as well um I think so I I've done it yes I can't remember which one I got but basically the Enneagram test if you haven't heard of it for those of you listening it describes people in terms of nine different types and mm-hmm. they're all to do with people's motivations, fears, and internal dynamics. So these nine types are divided into three subgroups. So we've got hard types. So those depend on their emotional intelligence, understand their own reactions, and connect with others. So this is like definitions from the, the website. And then we've got head types, which depend on their intellectual intelligence. So the first one was emotional. This is intellectual and to make sense of things and navigate the world around them. And finally, we've got body types, which depend on their instinctual intelligence to follow their gut and respond to threats and opportunities. So do you remember which one you were, Moni? Did did you do the test recently? For nine different personalities, the Enneagram, I think, I don't think it's like one out of the nine. I think it's like what one you're most and what one you're least, if I remember rightly. Exactly, yeah isn't it if I remember rightly I think okay so what um I'm looking online and there's different names for so I can read them out to you if you want yeah please so we've got a well I'll read them in order so the first the type one is a perfectionist (laughs) there we go and so we already know we already know what this is so one (laughs) place a lot of emphasis on following rules and doing things correctly Mm -hmm. and then we've got two which is the giver so people who would like to be liked and helpful to others so that they feel they belong. Type three is the achiever. So this is people who want to be successful and admired by others and are very conscious of their public image. Then we've got four, who is the individualist and people who want to be unique and experience deep, authentic emotions. Mm, nice. Uh, then we've got five, who is the investigator. And this person seeks understanding knowledge and is more comfortable with data than actually other people. And then we've got number six, which is the skeptic. People who have this personality type are preoccupied with security, they seek safety and like to be prepared for problems. So uncertainty is a no-go for them. Then number seven is the enthusiast. And this is someone who wants to be 
having as much fun as possible and adventure and they get bored quite easily. Um, so we've got number eight, who is a challenger. Uh, it's people who see themselves as strong and powerful and they want to stand up in what they believe in. And finally, we've got the peacemaker. So this is people who like to go with the flow and the people around them set the agenda. So mm. do you know which one you are, Moni? I think the one that stood out to me was probably the helper slash advisor personality. And giver. Yes, yeah, so personality type two. Mm -hmm. Is that the giver one? This is the giver. So people who like to be liked and helpful to others. So that that is definitely me. Mm -hmm. I think personality type two, also personality type three and four, I think. So are... you're very much like a heart type. Because those are, so yeah, so I talked about the heart types, the head types and the body types. So dividing them, the heart types is the giver, the achiever and the individualist. And mm -hmm. then head types, we've got the investigator, the skeptic the enthusiast and finally body types are the challenger the peacemaker and the perfectionist ah, so you're, you're you feel like you're more of a person who uses their emotional intelligence then I think so yeah definitely yeah I feel like I relate to that a lot oh okay so heart type body type and head type and head type so is this to do with like feeling and um thinking and more you could you could perhaps relate to it type thing? so like head, thinking, heart one, type one's more like thinking with your heart thinking with your head and the other one's thinking with your body like doing yeah stuff. yeah could, you could think about it like that so the first heart type is emotional head is an intellectual and body is instinctual active so, like instinctual like yeah like following your gut basically yes so, um so basically i remember doing this really like a really long time ago and a few of them like call call me um so i i, I remember reading the peacemaker and i feel like i'm quite of a peacemaker a lot of the time mm -hmm. just going with the flow and let people set the agenda but then that contradicts my desire to have my own agenda and doing my own thing but a lot of the time because i love trying new things i love leaving it to the universe to surprise me with different things so for example i'm going for dinner with friends um next th this weekend and they were all like think of restaurants to go to i mean they know the area better but yeah. i was just like you know what just like i'll go anywhere like i'm happy also because it's really easy to please me with in terms of food like I'll eat anything. So but but i'm just happy to go with the flow and like all the people choose like the time the place like i have no inconvenience so that i feel aligns with my personality a little bit and obviously perfectionist <laughs> very really i feel like you're more of like you choose and i go with the flow if it's us for example i feel um, like you're the one that chooses but then i'm very indecisive so a lot of the time i like when people make decisions for me because i'm so indecisive i'm i would literally mm -hmm. stay there for like a good 10 minutes trying to find the right place you know or even longer <laughs> but no yeah, yeah maybe if it's the two of us i'm i'm Depends if it's like a bigger group or a smaller group. Yeah, I know what you mean. I always get um, the idea. If, if I know the people well or if I don't, like if I don't know them that well or I'm not that close, I, I'm quite agreeable. Whereas if I'm with you, Money, I'm just like, no, we do what I want. <laughs> I'm not sure, actually. Um, but then... 
also yeah yeah i feel like i i see myself in a lot of these in some way and that is why it's interesting what you said about it gives you sort of your percentage of how much you are of each it's not mm-hmm. that you're you know just one of them but yeah. i can't just yeah. i can't just tell you actually from reading these i would have to do the test um so i encourage you if you're listening to this still if you're still yeah. with us to, to, to i'm, the, I'm to gonna the test. actually do the test right now and put the yeah maybe we'll put it on instagram or on our instagram our results so you can share yours yeah we should do it on the post yeah on the post that we post on instagram but uh yeah because i feel like everyone is preoccupied with security to some degree but i wouldn't say like that is my main the main thing driver i found another another one and it basically says like the first one being strict perfectionist. So it says conscientious, perfectionist, critical, controlled. Second one is uh, considerate helper. So that's caring, generous, friendly, warm-hearted. What are, what are you talking about now? Sorry. It's, it's the Enneagram, but it's more like ah. details. And three is ambitious, focused, adaptable, shrewd. Fourth is creative, deep, emotional, expressive. Fifth is cerebral, private, um, curious, detached. Sixth is cautious, loyal, anxious, alert. Seventh is optimistic, spontaneous, um, uninhibited, keen. Eighth is self-assured, assertive, decisive, direct. Ninth is patient, non-aggressive, accommodating, easygoing, which is what you were describing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I think I'll I'll have to do the test because I'm looking at it at it right now and I'm like yeah the achiever I'm definitely that one as well (laughs) you know like go get her (laughs) but then yeah seeking knowledge is also very cool like I love learning Mm -hmm. and then I also want to the challenger perhaps is quite high up there for me like I want to yeah I see myself like I in terms of being strong and powerful so yeah it's an interesting it's an interesting one as well so we've got we've got the Myers-Briggs or 16 personalities test and we've got the Enneagram personality test as well yeah but then there's also many many other tests I don't know if you've heard of the insights test money so basically in a lot of workplaces this is becoming quite popular over the years and they do this test whereby they explain what kind of person you are like in a workplace environment so that when people talk to you they know the best way to address you, for example. So they divide you into um, four different colors. So you would have blue, who is more conservative and structured, and then red, who's more progressive and innovative, yellow, who's more optimistic and enthusiastic, and green is balanced and practical. So the way that they actually call it is like cool blue, um, fiery red, sunshine yellow, and earth green, something like that. And it's quite cool because you do sort of activities to find out which one you are and then from that it's really enlightening to understand that some people like to just have short to the point messages maybe someone who's mm-hmm. fiery red you know to the point don't like tell me unnecessary stuff someone who's more sunshine yellow perhaps will start by saying hi how are you how was your weekend hope you're doing well <laughs> you know and then a lot of the time maybe a, a cool blue is more like every single detail they need to know like just write it all there like I um <laughs> for example if you're writing this is actually 
an example I think that I got given when I did this and it was like how would you write a diary entry like oh I woke up or how would you describe going on a trip you know like oh it was great I I had a great time with my friends you know like or are you going to be explaining oh I woke up at 9 a.m and then I took the train to the airport and then out of the airport I checked it and like detail everything that's more like a cool blue and then uh, earth green is more um balanced and practical so the way that they also divide it is that a cool blue uh, personality is introverted and what was the other one i divided i need to find this um yes you know that's really interesting yeah yeah because you know when you tell a friend a story there's some people that will say oh yeah i had a great weekend i hung out with my friends had some drinks uh went to the party and then that's kind of it right yeah and then there's some people they'll be like no way like I left my house at five and it was so fun. Like I met my friend at five, at uh, half five. And then we went for, um, went to this cafe down the road. And then we walked like 10 minutes to this other cafe. And then we had dinner there. And then we met up with another friend and they'll give it more like structured. And there's yeah. like a storyline, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. for example, if I explain to you what I did over the weekend, I'll be like, oh, so first I met my friends, then we went for dinner. And I'll tell you like what we had for dinner and what we spoke about at the dinner. And then I'll tell you, oh, we went bowling. And then I'll tell you details about the place of the bowling and who won and like what the score was. And I'll give you details about that as opposed to giving you an overall view of how my weekend was like, oh yeah, it was great. I had a great fun, um, you know, met up with friends, hadn't seen them in a while, but it was, it was really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so true. Yeah, I totally get you. And if someone asks, oh, how is your weekend? I'll be like, oh, good, blah, blah. If they're asking more detail, I'll literally info dump, like just detail every single thing. They're not even asking for it, but I'll just give you all the information possible. You know? You're literally <laughs> me. No, because it's really bad because for me, it's like, it might not even be my friend, just some random person. Like, how? Yeah, yeah, just at work, some random person. Like, how was your weekend? <laughs> yeah, like line manager catch up. I'm very bad at small talk of like, oh, yeah, it was nice. I'll be like, oh yeah I did this 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 and I would talk for like half an hour <laughs> okay maybe not half an hour but you know what I mean you definitely like that I think yeah and what I was saying about going back to what I was saying just so I remember basically we've got the cool blue who is more of a thinking introvert person and then earth green is more introvert feeling mm. and sunshine yellow is feeling extrovert and fiery red is extrovert thinking does that make sense oh interesting what one are you so i'm cool blue because i'm an introvert thinking oh okay is that what you are in your job um so there's basically a a slide here that i'm reading right now and i'm going to describe it to you i think i am like that but because of the nature of my role like i feel like i'm quite extroverted many times um, so I'd say, I think I'm a mix of, a bit of everything, to be honest, because I feel like when I'm feeling really confident, I'm really like talkative and, you know, I feel really like the sunshine at the moment, I'm also getting more comfortable with improvisation, which I used to loathe back in uni. Like I would make sure that I literally memorized a presentation yeah. instead of, you know, not have, not know exactly what I was saying. Mm-hmm. So basically this slide that I'm going to read is 
regarding adapting and connecting. Mm -hmm. And cool blue is if you want to speak to them or connect with a person who's cool blue, you want to be well prepared and thorough. So, you know, as we said, describe every single thing. Like in my emails, I'm so detailed. Like I literally maybe sometimes even write like, oh, can we get this done by this date? And sometimes I will even add the year because it's like, well, I don't want someone to, this is so stupid, but like, it's not yeah. like they're going to think, oh, maybe it's for 2022, but like still sometimes I will even put 2021 because it's like, no, it has to be done, you know? Because then there's no room for, uh, what is the word? For error? Miss, miscommunication or miscomprehension. Pardon? No, you know, you just reminded me, I was writing so many emails today and I wrote like the date and the time and yeah. like the day of the week and like who's going to be at this session because I don't want anyone to be like, oh, but you didn't say that or like, exactly. oh, but you didn't write the time. And I'm like, no, this is the evidence that I am writing every single detail here. And now you can't tell me that I didn't. Exactly. This happened like, this it's morning. Morning. Sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. I was going to say this morning, something happened to me. So on Friday, I sent out an email and I attached some documents. And then this morning, someone was like, oh, you forgot to attach. And I was like, no, I literally <gasps> attached. Like, why? I mean, I didn't actually, they, I didn't even reply. And they go back to me saying, oh, sorry. Yeah, my bad. Like, you obviously attached. <gasps> you but know, like, I, I did that this morning. I was so tempted to go get back to them and be like, <laughs> actually, you know, that's so funny because I, I sent, <laughs> an email like it's meant to be important and I forgot to attach oh, and I have to like send another one being like I'm attached. that's fine it always happens but no like that's what I mean like I, I also have forgotten many times but most of the yeah. time I'm quite thorough and that's why yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm a cool blue but okay and then what's um, the other one yeah so it talks about being well prepared and thorough and also do not be flippant on important issues and next one we've got fiery red so be direct into the point and do not hesitate or waffle so Someone who's very red just wants to get the facts straight. Like, do not mumble or whatever. Just get straight to the point. Um, I don't think I'm a fiery red because <laughs> I waffle a lot. And yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll get there someday. Mm -hmm. uh, then we've got Earth Green. Do not push them to make quick decisions and be patient and supportive. Yeah, I mean, I'm somewhat Earth Green as well. I, I'm such an indecisive person. I take time to, to make a decision. And uh, it's nice to, to be supported. So I wouldn't say no to that either. How about you, Moni? And then you missed the last one, the sunshine. Yeah, I was going to say if you were feeling identified with that one at all. And then I'll go to another mm, one. Maybe a little bit. I feel like I was waiting for the sunshine yellow. Okay, yeah, I think you're definitely one. sunshine yellow. So sunshine yellow, do not tie them down with routine. Be friendly and sociable. That's definitely. I'm the typical person that sends an email like, and it's like, I hope you're well, or how are you type of thing. And then, or I'll be like, if I know them, um, I'd be like, like, I'll just bring in something that I know about them or something that makes the link between us, if that makes sense. If I yeah. know the person directly, instead of being like, right, can you give me this? Can you provide me with the attached documents signed? Like, I'll be like, oh, how are you? Thank you so much. Thanks again. Kind regards. Yeah. Like how... It's also actually funny, yeah, because you're. But you're I also like, like to be very direct and not put tons of waffle to the point where they miss the point that I'm actually trying to get at. So I'll I'll be nice for like a couple of sentences, but I'll also like highlight and maybe put in bold the important things mm -hmm. because I like to be also direct in what I'm saying rather than put a ton of text and then they just get bored reading it. Yeah, 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 for sure. 
I, I think I have a confession to make. <laughs> and I think that it's been a journey for me in terms of, okay, so for example, like my emails and my texts and stuff, they, they may seem a little bit formal or cold. Maybe that's why I'm a cold blue. <laughs> um, but then when I'm talking to someone in person, it can be very warm and like ask them about their weekend and be very talkative. But when it comes to written format, it I have to force it if I'm being honest. If I like it, it doesn't come automatically to me being like, oh, hope mm-hmm. you're well. Like, how was your weekend? Blah, blah. Like I, I get to the point. Maybe I'm more fiery red, um, when, especially when I'm on you teams. I just want to ask somebody for something like, yeah, I could say, hi, how are you? Hope you had a week, good weekend you're doing well but it is wasting my time which oh it literally should not like it should not like I still do it because it's maybe socially acceptable but and do I like to be asked it's just what you feel to be honest but I feel like right or wrong yeah depends on on what I'm trying to do like if I'm stressed or whatever like sometimes I would do it but I have noticed that I used to never do that in my emails at university. And then I saw people do it. And I was like, oh, maybe I could start doing this. So yeah, now I, I do it more, but sometimes I need to remind myself to do it because it doesn't come naturally, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get what you mean. Like, I don't want to sound like a complete like ogre. Like, <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> like I don't want to wish anyone a good like... weekend. But <laughs> no, but to be fair, like there's people that I send emails and then they just reply like, thanks, that's fine. And then that's it. But like, I don't feel any way about it. I'm like, okay, that's just them. Like, they don't want to talk for ages. But you know what? You're right. Like, sometimes if I want something quickly from someone, I'll be like, hey. But I'll say it. I word it in a way that like sounds nice. I'll be like, oh, do you happen to have the yeah, yeah. Of you know, like I won't be like, oh, do you have this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, if it's like, it depends if it's someone you work with normally or if it's someone you don't work with very often like if they already know and if it's someone in your immediate team and you talk to them every day it's like oh by the way can you get this for me please or do you mind explaining this um but if it's someone yeah but you're always are you always polite about it because there's people that are like like just very i mean today i I asked one of my colleagues for something and i was like oh do you know what this is like I literally just said, do you know what this is? I didn't say hi. Okay, yeah, it depends. Like he's like he sits, a, he sits a few desks across, and I just want to send a picture instead of like going to his desk and like showing the picture. I just sent it. And yeah, can, I think it just depends. Like it depends. Sometimes you're gonna be like super lovely, and then other times I'd be like, oh, do you happen to know what this is? I'm just be like, do you know what this is? Yeah, and I won't. You know what I mean. So. But uh, I I saw this other picture here, and um, we've got fiery red. Who? So imagine all the different personalities in a meeting. Fiery red would be the one who delivers a results update. Sunshine yellow would be the one allowing time for brainstorming. Cool blue would be capturing what was discussed, and then earth green would recognize everyone's contribution. Which one do you identify with the most? Mm. Right, so I caught the cool blue was the one that captures all the information. And yeah. then the earth green is acknowledges everyone's contribution. Yes. And then you said sunshine yellow was the one that allows for brainstorming. Yes. And then the fire red was... Deliver a results update. Ah, deliver a results update. Okay. 
I'm trying to think. Okay, I'll go with mine while you're still thinking. So for me, I would be the one recognizing everybody's contribution. I think that's my immediate mm. thought. That's why I feel like I'm very feeling a lot of the time. Like I whenever I'm in a, in a group, I'm always like, oh, but like I always, if I'm chairing a meeting, like I'll, and it's obviously not a huge meeting. I always make sure that everyone has had a chance to speak. You know, like I'll ask like someone who hasn't spoken, like, oh, what do you think about this? Um, and then I would, I've kind of, depends on the scenario. Like I have been in charge of taking minutes for a bunch of meetings, but yeah, perhaps I would identify more with the earth green in this case, you know what although I, I still identify with the blue. Yeah. So say you were in a meeting with people, would you be the one that like volunteers to take the minutes or would you, would you be the one that no. volunteers to like tell people, oh, um, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I would. I mean, I wouldn't volunteer. I would just ask like people, like, "Oh, what, what are your thoughts?" Or maybe also the sunshine yellow actually like allowing time for brainstorming. Like, okay, what do we think? You know, like let's think about this. How can we find a solution for that? I'm I'm just thinking because I'm involved in a project and I'm in a team of three people, and I always want to take the lead in taking the minutes because I'm like a very organized person. I like to have a structure, so like I don't want someone else to take the minutes because I might not be able to understand how they've interpreted the meeting and I like to be in control in that way if that makes sense so I feel like in this scenario that I'm thinking right now I'm like oh I'm more of the cool blue color I'm like oh I want to do I want to take the meeting minutes and I'll be in charge of that but I'm also thinking like whilst I'm taking the meeting minutes I'll acknowledge what every person is saying and I'd be like oh so what do you think because this is a small team we're three people so I'd be like okay so so and so what are your thoughts on this how do you think we should go about this and I'm taking the meeting minutes but I'm constantly asking the other people what they think about what we're doing instead of me saying like oh I think we should do this I'd be like what do you think um we should do and then they talk and then if I don't agree I'd be like how about we do it like this but I, instead of me imposing firstly, I like to ask and say, what do you think? And then I'm, if I'm like, oh, that's a great idea, I write it down. If I think something different, I'll be like, oh, what about doing it this way? And what do you think about this other method? Yeah. Um, no, I like that. I like that yeah. a lot. And I think it's really useful to take minutes because, as you said, it makes you fully understand what is going on. Mm. Or maybe it makes you, it forces you to pay more attention. In the meeting because you're actively transcribing what is happening i feel like i can't focus if i'm not taking notes okay i always have to take notes that's something that i realized whether it's a tiny meeting of like a catch-up with like my boss or a catch-up with a colleague if they are introducing new concepts or new ideas i can't just sit there and listen like i have to like type as they speak Okay. Like I always have to type as they speak yeah. so that I, I feel I, like I'm actually learning what, the, what the, like if they just go blah, 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 I feel like I get so lost. I feel I like that makes sense. I think the best way that has been helping me lately is obviously like one-on-ones is much better than being in a large group because you can ask more questions. But mm-hmm. I used to always take notes. But recently, um, there's this very senior um, person in my team who's like teaching me a lot of things. And a lot of the time I don't take notes because I'm just asking so many questions. And I just like ask and like, 
try and repeat what I think I understood. So I'm like, yeah, oh, does so this work remember. like this? So no, it's, it's not just that I remember everything. It's just that um, I try to explain it back to them. So then when I go back, I'm like, okay, yeah, I know how to explain it now. You're reinforced. Uh... Yeah, like reinforcing it on the spot rather than try Because a lot of the times I take notes, but I never reread them, like ever. And also I'm but, taking notes with like the awfulest handwriting because I'm trying to write. Really, but do you not really type different. your notes? Uh, no. Ah, <laughs> like if I'm speaking to the no, person, I I'm speaking in, to the person in, in, in person, I'm not I always have typing. my laptop. I always have my laptop with me. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I do like too, type, but no, I, I take a notebook. Like if I'm, imagine I'm on site, like I can't take my laptop. Oh, I'll get you. No, no, no. If I'm writing it out, I cannot like, I would 100% I do the same thing that you do I ask so many questions and then I might sound silly but I'll repeat the answer which is kind of like a rhetorical question because they've just told me the answer but I always like to like re-emphasize so that they're like yeah and then I'm like ah, okay that's like I'm 100% sure that what I'm saying is correct but I feel like if I'm in a meeting in the office I feel so empty just listening without a laptop like I feel like it might be distracting for them but I feel like if I'm making notes like it just sticks in my head so much better but it's not like repeating the words that they're saying it's just like the important ideas and themes that are being spoken about I like to make notes I feel like I can google or like research deeper into the topic it makes sense but then when you're having a one-on-one conversation it may lose a little bit of the traction to have a screen in between the both of you really if you're in person no because I had a if you're just talking to someone like to their face and then you have a screen no but you're like taking away from the conversation yeah but if it's an important conversation with a lot of like yeah I guess it depends what you're talking about obviously because if I'm having a chat with like a friend and I know the stuff it's just like a story or it's an event or you're talking about you're having like a chill conversation then that's fine but if there's a lot of new concepts being introduced that like I'm most likely going to forget and I don't want to message the person again I'll just write it down because if it's like a process a step-by-step process that I'm not going to remember what's the point in like listening and then I just know it's going to come in one ear and then out the other because I don't have that much memory but like if I write it down I'm like reinforcing it again yeah also depends on the type of information because if it's like a particular process say that you need to use a PNID like piping instrumentation diagram or like it's very hard to write down something that can only be described by an actual image or an actual plan you know so it makes more sense to maybe draw it or maybe try and be able to explain it yourself rather than write lots of notes but like usually you would just write sorry you would just write for example watch uh blah 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 diagram on youtube or research blah 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 diagram no but you can't research um, you can't research the pro the diagram if it's like something specific to your project oh i get what you mean right i get what you mean so for example imagine i mean i'm designing like a lab let's say so like mm-hmm. that lab is not going to be online. Like is that is that lab is only in yes. the building that I'm building. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but anyway, we're going on too yes. long. Like we need to wrap up the podcast uh, before. <laughs> but I've had so much fun just chatting with you, Money. Um, 
about this because I love talking about this stuff. And as we said, the insights sort of personality in the workplace. There's also the nine Belvin team roles or the Belvin test. Um, I did it a while back. I just can't remember which one I was, but if you're interested in this kind of thing, I suggest you look into it as well. There's, as the name says, there's nine uh, team roles as well. So this is basically what role you take up in in while working as a team. So I'll, I'll just read them out. I won't really go into too much detail because um, this emphasis is going already over time, but basically we've got the resource investigator, the team worker and the coordinator. And these are social roles within this list. Then we've got plant, monitor, evaluator and specialist. So these are thinking roles. I think plant, I think is someone who comes up with the ideas, but I need to double check. And then sharper, implementer and complete finisher. So these are action or task roles. So going on their Belbin website, I feel like I want to cover it, even though we don't have time. But <laughs> um, have you heard of this before, Monica? I've not heard of this. Um, I want to go and do all the tests. Sorry, all the tests that I haven't done that you've mentioned here. I really want to do them. Yeah, it's just it's just great to learn what kind of worker you are, because then you play to your yeah. strengths. So I'll just read them real quickly. So we've okay. got resource investigators. So this is a person who uses their inquisitive nature to find ideas to bring back to the team. Then, and then it if you go on the website, it tells you your strengths, allowable weaknesses, and a, a point that says, don't be surprised to find that. So an example for this one in particular would be, they might forget to follow up on the, on the lead. But anyway, <laughs> um, then we've got team worker. So that's someone who helps the team to gel using their versatility to identify the work required and complete it on behalf of the team. And then we've got the coordinator. So this is needed to focus on team's objectives, draw out team members and delegate work appropriately. So these are the social ones. Then we've got plant. So these are more thinking ones. Plant tends to be highly creative and good at solving problems in unconventional ways. Then we've got the monitor evaluator, provides a logical eye, making impartial judgments where required and weights up the team's options in a dispassionate way. And then we've got the specialist, brings an in in-depth knowledge of a key area to the team. And finally, we've got the ones where it's more action or task orientated. These are the shaper, provides the necessary drive to ensure that the team keeps moving and does not lose focus or momentum. The implementer needed to plan a workable strategy and carry it out as efficiently as possible. And finally, the complete finisher, most effectively used at the end of tasks to polish, scrutinize the work for errors, subjecting it to the highest standards of quality control. So, Moni, what is yours? Gosh, Chris, there's so many. I literally, <laughs> <laughs> literally, poof. And I didn't make notes, so it just went out. Oh, don't worry. I mean, you can just put it up on your screen, but I feel like yeah, I am um, the last one, the complete finisher, because I have such like a strength. It says here, painstaking, conscientious, anxious, searches out errors, polishes and perfects. I literally I have the tiniest attention to detail. I can see the tiniest things that are wrong, mm -hmm. like in a whole, for example, word document if there if everything is in automatic black you know like um the letters and then there's one that is like the darkest shade of gray i can i can see it like one letter in like a whole 400 page like word doc like i can see it's a different shade like 
maybe that's I very that's apparent actually I don't know but like tiniest thing I feel like that is apparent pardon mm-hmm. I feel like that is apparent maybe um but yeah I think I'm a complete finisher in that sense what else uh provides those also you know they're also categorized into thinking people in action so the one you just said is more actually exactly I think I'm yeah I think I'm quite action like I'm always like doing stuff whereas okay I'm more you're more sociable <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think between the coordinator team worker I, I think- feel like this is similar to the Enneagram in a way because it was nine of them and it was divided into two sections. I think for me, team worker. Yeah. Um, for example, I think, for example, on the one that I've got up, team worker strengths, works well with others, is perceptive and diplomatic, listens well and avoids friction, and then weaknesses can be indecisive in important situations. <coughs> so you think that's that you're one yeah I don't think the thinking ones are me as much to be honest um yeah I think I'm more of the action task actually yeah. Right the necessary think, drive to ensure that we should wrap up the podcast. Pardon? I think we should wrap up the podcast. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah. So I think I'm more of a shaper, a complete finisher, and needed to plan. Yeah, but um, okay. So that was the different personality tests that we have time to cover because there's so so many, and we didn't even have time to talk about we personality myth in in more detail, and you know how. I just to wrap up I want to talk about how there's so many different types of ways to describe your own personality but I this is my personal view anyway I think that personality is not rigid and that we are able to all sort of grow in in different directions in different ways and maybe discover things about us that we haven't come across yet and many times it can be associated with you know, if you undergo trauma, you have a huge change in personality, but it doesn't have to go that way. It ha- yeah. doesn't have to be the case. It can be throughout a journey of self-development that you realize that you enjoy doing something more or, or less. And yeah, I think it's worth noting that we shouldn't obsess about what personality type is. It's just doing these tests are just a tool to recognize ourselves to get to know ourselves and recognize patterns within ourselves and then that way we can build better relationships and also it will help us build strength in many areas of our lives so with that being said yeah I'm very happy yeah. with with the episode money I, I also wanted to say that there's like so many different tests I once came across um this dating app I mean I didn't even join it but this dating app that was dating by personality type so you did like the personality test and then it matched you with like your perfect because I think like it doesn't match you with people of your same personality it matches you with people who are kind of opposite but also quite the same I think 
like you know what? the Honestly, introvert extrovert was the, the opposite and judging and perspective was the opposite but then the inner one so sensing intuition and feeling thinking i think they were meant to be the same something like that i can't remember the, there's an app called birdie uh, so, so bird wait, and then a y at the end so the extroverted introverted are opposite maybe just try it <laughs> the, the intuitive the and the sensing are opposite and then the other ones are the same I can't remember. It was a long time ago. I just did the quiz. Like I feel I like that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. You're saying from personal experience, perhaps. Yeah. Um, and then there's another app that recently launched called So Synced. So that's spelled S-O space S-Y-N-C-D. So if you're interested to find love in that way, <laughs> hey ho, go go do go it. it. And, give it a, and let us know if you are or how it turns out. Yeah. I just wanted to add as well. Um, so as we've mentioned, you probably might get overwhelmed with all these tests and all these things we've mentioned. And obviously they're not key definers of who we are and our personalities. They don't define, you know, just because I'm the defender or I'm the protagonist, it doesn't define me and I don't have to fit into a box. I think it's just a fun activity that you can do. And, you know, you might be able to resonate with the test, but it doesn't mean that like, just because you got that, you are extroverted or you're introverted you might feel a different way yourself so obviously as always take these tests with a pinch of salt and you don't have to take them like to to heart essentially exactly all right i hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode and we'll see you very soon we'll talk to you very soon bye bye